0: Welcome to the Columbia View Wesleyan Church podcast. In response to the COVID-19 outbreak, our Sunday morning worship service, as well as our life groups, have all moved online. All other meetings have been postponed until further notice. For more information on how to engage with our Sunday morning worship service on Facebook Live, please visit our website at www.columbiaview.org or go to Facebook and simply search for columbia v wesleyan church we will be going live each sunday morning at 10:45 a.m if you're currently plugged in a life group please contact your life group leader for more information on what online platform you'll be using if you're just stressed out and anxious and with all the news reports that keep coming out daily saying this and saying that and if you just need someone to chat with a bit our pastors want to be available by appointment to chat with you so go ahead and call our office at 503-253-7939 to set up a time to chat with one of our pastors. Hey, we hope you find encouragement, wisdom, peace, and strength as we share God's heart with you in this episode of our podcast.
1: Directions for an issue, and uh, I'm going to do that today, but I want to read before I get started into my sermon, Psalm chapter 91. And uh, I titled this Fear Versus Fear. Um, Fear Versus Fear, we'll work on that as we develop it a little bit. Psalm chapter 91. In the last month I read somewhere and I I just made some notes here because I just grabbed it in my brain as I started this morning at eight o'clock. But an author was talking about Niagara Falls and the beauty of Niagara Falls and I've never been there, never seen it except uh, electronically or on paper, but um, apparently you can get up pretty close underneath the falls with some big boats and stuff. Anybody been there? He was talking about the, uh, the birds that live around underneath the falls, some sort of water birds. I'm gonna call them ducks, and if you wanna research and, and correct me, you can later. But this torrential amount of water is falling off these falls. (coughs) It is uh, ultimate and sudden death to whoever would be caught in those waters. The torrent below it is horrendous. But there's these little places, these little eddies, these little backwaters where the water's still. And you'll see these ducks just floating around there, preening themselves. They live there. That's their home. That's their norm. That's what they think is a good place right? Uh, Patty and I like to talk about our home needs to be a refuge for us. We both need a quiet place. When we are tired and things, we're kind of at the end of our rope, we need to be able to walk in the house and have a place to have quiet. Does anybody else need that? That's where those ducks go, to the base of Niagara Falls for their quiet place. Why? Why? God equipped them. We know they don't swim in, they fly in. We know they don't swim out, they fly out. And we know that they raise their young there. They lay their eggs there. They do their nesting there. Their babies are swimming around in that little quiet place, completely and surrounded by um, ultimate destruction and death for them, even if they're in the wrong spot. It's an interesting picture Now let me read the first part of Psalm 91. And uh, he who dwells in the shelter of the Most High will rest in the shadow of the Almighty. I will say to the Lord, he's my refuge and my fortress, my God in whom I trust. Surely he will save you from the fowler's snare and from the deadly pestilence. He will cover you with his feathers and under his wings you will find refuge. His faithfulness will be your shield and rampart. You will not fear the terror of night, nor the arrows that fly by day, nor the pestilence that stalks in the darkness, nor the plague that destroys at midday. That's an interesting passage, isn't it, when you think about those ducks in the midst of that storm. And I believe with all of my heart as believers that we are adapted to live in this place, but yet not to live in this place. Our whole existence is tied to something else, something different, something bigger than uh, even the breath we breathe or the food we eat or the germs we're around or the people we know or how good of a quiet place we have. We may live in turmoil all our life, but the peace that God gives us is bigger than that. And I like the picture of those ducks at the base of the falls. I hope I described that in such a way you can kind of see it. What an amazing, amazing, amazing picture for us today. How many of you like to do math? you good at it? Who's good at math? All right, here we were just gonna do, we're just gonna do addition. And um, don't tell me the number if you get it. You ready? I'm gonna give you some numbers once you add them up. Here we go. Three plus 12, plus 10, plus 15, plus nine. Got it? All right, now I'm gonna go slower for everybody else. See if we can do it. Hold that number, same numbers. Three plus nine, 12 plus 12, plus 10, shh. That was 24 in case you didn't hear her say it. (laughs) Plus ten, plus fifteen. Got it. Plus nine. What is it? That's my age. That's why I did that. Fifty-eight. Two more years, and I'll be old enough. I have to stay out of society when the, when the coronavirus comes back around, or something like that. Fifty-eight. We do live in a world where we can share a message that's different than what we hear from anywhere else. I got a call years ago from a man named Jake. He lived in another town. He was dying of cancer, and his brother had told him, you need to talk to this guy. So he called me. I had led his brother to the Lord earlier, and he, I went to see him in a town called Orphina, Idaho and I didn't know who I was going to see, I know it was a brother of, and this guy's a new friend of mine, and I went to see him and I walked in the door and he was in in hospice, he was in the living room, on the couch, and he had all his family around him, his kids, his grandkids, his wife, and he said, "I, I wanna talk to you about dying and about eternity, and he asked me a lot of questions of which I did my best to answer, And then I said to him at the end of this conversation, this is what you have to do to be forgiven of your sin and to go to heaven. And he said, I want to do that. And so I prayed with him. He accepted Jesus into his life. He prayed to repent. He submitted. He surrendered his whole life to God. Now, something pretty amazing happened next. He hollered at his wife. Everybody disappeared. We started talking about God. All the family disappeared. He hollered his wife and she said, he said, get everybody in here. And they got all the family in that room and he said, This guy's got something he's got to tell you. And then he asked me to tell all of them. And then we prayed again. I'd like to say all of those people became firm believers. I know he did. I know his wife did and I have lost touch with his children and grandchildren, but they all heard the message that day that give you peace in the midst of the storm when death is at your door, Mm -hmm. amen? Mm -hmm. I'll always remember that experience with him and going to be blessed by it. Joshua chapter one, starting with verse 7 it's got a whole bunch of math. I'm gonna throw some math at you today. The scripture's full of math. And I talk about that all the time, but we're gonna do some quick math today. And uh, we're gonna go to Joshua, we're gonna go to a couple other places, and then I'd like us to take these promises and do some praying for our country, for our nation, for our people. Joshua 1, verse 7. God gave me this verse many years ago. I, when I first started hearing people say, my life verse is this. My first reaction was, that's crazy, what's a life verse? And one day I realized, that's my life verse right there. (laughs) That verse changed who I am. And so I'd like to share that with you today. Joshua 1, verse 7. Be strong and very courageous. Be careful to obey all the law my servant Moses gave you. Do not turn from it to the right or to the left, that you may be successful wherever you go. Do not let this book of the law (coughs) depart from your mouth. Meditate on it day and night. So you may be careful to do everything written in it. <coughs> then you will be prosperous and successful. Have I not commanded you be strong, courageous, do not be terrified, do not be discouraged, for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. <coughs> I have a glass of something to drink, Patty. You can get me something. <coughs> There's several math equations. <coughs> I'm talking too deep here or something. Verse 7, verse 8, verse 9. All have math equations. Plus, 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 equals. (coughs) Verse 7. Be strong. Plus, be courageous. Plus, be careful to obey all the law my servant Moses gave you. Plus, do not turn from it to the right or the left. See the math? Be strong, be courageous, obey, do not turn equals you will be successful wherever you go. Wow, that's kind of cool. He's talking to jo- Joshua about taking the people into the land of Israel, the promised land. He's making them. Thank you, dear. Could you get me a red one instead of a yellow one? <laughs> Did you see her face? Ladies, why does she look at me like that? I don't understand. i I'm sure glad she keeps me around. This is on Facebook, isn't it? Live. Be strong, be courageous. I better behave then. Obey the law, don't turn from it, and you will be successful wherever you go. Anybody have King James in their hand? The King James says, whithersoever thou goest. Love that word. First time I read this, that day on a ranch in Wyoming, sitting about 11 o'clock at night with my flashlight out in the sagebrush reading this, I had to start digging around what whithersoever meant, and I couldn't find it then with the Bible I had, so I went digging. It means any place, any time, any condition, in any frame of mind. Got it? Any place, any time, any condition, in any frame of mind. You know what's cool about that withersoever, that wherever word? That includes you and me, All the time, right? Today, right where I'm at, any moment is any place, any time, any condition, any frame of mind, right? And so that promise is this huge, powerful, wide promise that said, I'll be with you if you do this. Some more math, verse eight. Don't let this book of the law depart from your mouth. Add that. Plus, meditate on this book day and night. Plus, be careful to do everything written in this book equals you'll be prosperous and successful. Sounds like a repeat, doesn't it? Actually, you go through Joshua chapter 1, and it repeats verse 3 or 4 or 5. Every one of them's got the same math equation. There's another one in verse 9. This is my life verse. I'll use that word. I've commanded you, one, be strong, be courageous, do not be terrified, neither be afraid, excuse me, do not be dismayed, neither be thou afraid, as the King James. Do not be terrified, do not be discouraged. Add all those things together, and the Lord your God will be with you, whithersoever you go. Wow. Now think about what's going on in our culture. Think about where you got to go this week. Um, my wife found out Friday at the end of work she's got six weeks off. I don't know what that means. There's a lot of people finding that out, right? Apple's just shut down and heard on the news. They shut down every store except the ones in China. That's interesting, isn't it? <laughs> China's on the on the <laughs> It's like, what? Did they really just say that? But China's on the decline with this virus, right? And and it's just it's just crazy. It's just crazy. I I wish I could understand. Why can't you buy any toilet paper anywhere? Right? I don't know. I don't know. Um, uh, uh, if uh, uh, have you seen people in stores buying it? I was at I was at Lowe's. I told Patty it's fun when you go to Costco, everybody's like panicking. You go to Lowe's and they're just doing business. Snoozy, all right, they're buying stuff, fixing their house. Except one lady had her cart stacked full of paper towels, and it was three different brands. And I was thinking, did she get the last bag of every brand that was on this? Right. So. This sounds. My mind's a little morbid, but I'm like, they're not. They don't have any food, just paper products. Why are they going to need toilet paper if they don't buy any food, right? I mean, maybe they're going to eat it. I don't know. God, God help us, so we can laugh a little. But we also, there's something inside my heart. I told David, Patty, and Tito as we prayed this morning. My heart's heavy. My heart's grieving. Because people are, people are hurting, yes. people are hurting, people are fearful, fear versus fear. Wherever you go means any place, any time, any condition, any frame of mind, God will be with us no matter what. So I wanted to do the math again real quick, and I'm going to include uh, verse like four and five at the beginning of this chapter, but I'm just going to go through it. God said, I'll be with you. He said, I'll be, he, he, God said he was with Moses. He said, I'll be with you three times. He said, "Be strong four times." So it's like be strong times four plus be courageous times four. Right? We're getting into some exponentials here. God swore to your forefathers to give this land. <coughs> you take that that swearing. That's a plus. Plus meditate on this book day and night times five. So that five times right here. Plus God it says God commanded you. So if I take that command equals. No one will be able to stand up against you times three, and you will lead these people to inherit the land. For us, that means to know God. And He says, "I'll be with you." This is the equals, whithersoever so you go, two times. Wow. First Peter chapter five verse six. Been talking to Peter, and we've been talking about fearing God, right? Fear in the mountain roads, that whole conversation I've had a couple times, if you don't fear those steep mountain curvy roads, you're going to die on them. If you ignore the fact that it's dangerous, you're going to die. So fearing God is not a fearful thing. Fear versus fear. I can fear God, and it says, God, I I trust you, I believe you, I submit myself to you because you're God, because I fear you, because you are awesome, because you are holy, because you're all-powerful, because you will judge me someday, because you are the one that has the power to forgive me, because you are the one that has the power to forgive me to heal me. You're the one that has the power to heal and forgive my people. And I fear you. I trust you. I lean with everything I have on who you are. You hear that in first Peter over and over, don't you? Then it says, first Peter five, verse six, I'm going to do some more math here in just a minute, but I want to read it real quick. Humble yourselves. Therefore, under God's mighty hand, that he may lift you up in due time, cast all your anxiety on him because he cares for you. Be self-controlled and alert. Your enemy, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion looking for someone to devour. Resist him. Stand firm in the faith because you know that your brothers throughout the world are undergoing the same kind of suffering. Wow. (laughs) Who was he writing this to? And the God of all grace who called you to his eternal glory in Christ after you have suffered a little while will himself restore you and make you strong, firm, and steadfast. To him be the power forever and ever. Amen. Wow. Wow. One of the things this virus, I hope, has done has opened our eyes a little bit, all right? Did you watch the news today? The first person in Oregon died last night in Portland in a VA home in Portland. First one in Oregon died last night, the early hours this morning, a veteran with a lung um, emphysema or something like that. <coughs> now, we're all, there's, we're suffering around the world they got a lot worse in a lot of places than we got here. And it says, I, God says, I see that, and we suffer with people. What I hope this virus will do is open our eyes a little bit. Um, there's a lot more people died in Portland yesterday than that one. Car wrecks, murders, uh, abortions, um, um, heart attacks, cancer, right? You can't, we, we, we get hardened, we you drive right by these, these uh, big, tall hospitals. You drive right by Adventist. You drive right by P- Providence, right? And we get off. Uh, uh, please don't be offended by me, but, you know, Carrie, a young lady that helps lead worship, was back in the hospital last week. So what do I do? I run up there to see her, right? And I rock, walk right by 300 other rooms. And there's people dying in someone's room. Fair enough? What do I do? Just walk by. Is that fair? And what do you do? You just drive by. I just drive by. How many How many of us drive by Interstate 84 past Providence and say, I should stop and go in and pray with somebody that's dying today? There's people in there dying every day, several, right? But we have this coronavirus and one died and it's on the news. I don't want to point fingers at everybody. I just want to say, that the Scripture, I hope, would open our eyes a little bit and say that we live in a world that's suffering. And now we're all buying tons and tons and tons of truckloads, shiploads of toilet paper. And we just had one die, the first one in Portland. Please hear my sarcasm not to play down this horrible thing, but to say, let's wake up, folks, Lyle told me about a bad car wreck this weekend. Three or four people died in Portland. I didn't even hear about it except from him. And how many are there all the time? Hear what I'm saying? We got people suffering. All right? If we want to grieve with someone, I, I, be careful not to pick on Ricky and Vanessa, but they've had horrible loss in their family this year. Horrible loss. What do we even know about it? Peter says, we got people all around us that are suffering. Amen. Let's walk with them. And let's trust our God to walk with us, with them. Let me read up the pluses again. Humble yourself. Plus, place yourself under God's mighty hand. Plus, cast all your anxiety on him because he cares for you. Plus, be self-controlled. Plus, be alert because the devil's prowling around. Plus, resist the devil. He's legit. He's placed for keeps. Plus, stand firm in your faith with your brothers and sisters that are suffering. Add all that together. And it says, equals restoration of God. He'll make you strong. God will make you firm. God will make you steadfast and God will lift you up in due time. (laughs) I love these promises. A whole bunch of stuff were commanded. None of it has to do with freaking out. None of it has to do with with, uh, feeding the fear. Nothing has to do with, with goading the person who's fearful, right? Nothing has to do with so many of the things we get caught up in our culture, you know, I, I, I hate to bring up social media, but it's easy to get on there and just stab somebody real hard because <coughs> they're an idiot. What? All the things we're commanded to do are to resist the devil, be alert, be self-controlled, cast your anxiety, keep his word in your heart, don't turn from the right or left, and I will be with you whithersoever. That big word, any place, any time, any frame of mind, in any condition. Now, there's fear in the world around us. My first point is fear God. Add all this stuff up. This is how you fear God. And I will be with you whithersoever. Now, there's fear. We have a problem in our culture, in our city, in our world. We have a problem. It's legit. Don't care where you come down. I don't care if you're Republican or Democrat. We got a problem. I don't care if you're independent. I don't care if you just hate all the politics and don't vote. We have a problem. Mm -hmm. Houston, we have a problem. Mm -hmm. Amen? Mm -hmm. We've got to carefully pick our sources, who we listen to, be wise, just be proper. I'm not going to tell you how or what. I might have a private conversation. Let's be careful. Let's be careful. All right? Um, somebody was telling me this week that one of the guys he heard talk I don't know who he is he's just telling me how ridiculous the talk is that there's that I don't know I didn't know this I didn't know this but apparently the Democrats are putting something in the water don't that makes agree. that makes the frogs turn into gay <laughs> <clears throat> heard that this week and I'm just like what <laughs> could you say that again no you know don't don't say that again how ridiculous. And we live in a culture that's that, that, that it's stuff like that that's just as totally absurd. It's like, where's it coming from? And some people believe it. And people believe it. <laughs> I hope not. It says here to, to resist the devil, to be alert, be self-controlled, be wise. Amen? So we live in a fearful world. And we've got to try to see around all that stuff. And ask ourselves, is it real? There's people that say whatever they want to say, and we have access to all of what they're saying at any moment. And we have to just be careful with our sources and say, is this legit? Is it true? How am I going to live according to the truth, not according to what I see going on around me? Be careful and be wise. And we need to pray. So we have a fear for God. There's horrible fear in the world, fear versus fear. And I wanna close with this this whole concept of we need to pray. And I want us to take some time and pray. And so, um, and like some of you, I'm gonna have some categories here to pray for. And um, I'm gonna ask some of you to pray. Now we're doing this, our podcast, um, if you're willing to come take the microphone and use it when you pray then when we put out our podcast, which quite a few people listen to, they'll be able to hear us, hear the prayer. Otherwise, it just goes dead. So think, keep that in mind. But we have fear in the world around us, and we're to pray. In James chapter 1, verse 5, there's a whole bunch in James, but it says, if any of you lacks wisdom, several times in seeking God, it said, and be wise, and be wise, and be wise. All those pluses, that was one of them as we went through. In James chapter 5, it says, if any of you lacks wisdom, He should ask God who gives generously to all who ask without finding fault. So God is not in the habit. There's some things we ask God for and he's like, you know what? Um, I I can't give that to you. But it says here that everyone who asks for wisdom, he will give it to us without finding fault. So we can trust him when we ask. And so I just encourage us, when we pray, let's pray for wisdom. Let's ask God for wisdom, Godly wisdom, the kind only He can get us. And let's ask for courage. <laughs> Hebrews 4:16 says, "Let us therefore come boldly to the throne of grace that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in time of need. Let's boldly ask God for His courage. It's another promise. Let's just ask him to give us courage. What am I supposed to do next week? What am I supposed to do next month? What if, what if in three weeks, a third of Portland's died with this virus? Don't think that's going to happen, but we could ask. What's my response if it all goes away tomorrow or if it becomes a huge and horrible plague? My response has to be the same. God, give me courage. Amen? And so let us therefore come boldly to the throne of grace that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in time of need. Let's trust him that he'll help us to do our best in the midst of the fear that's around us. Amen? So I'd like us to pray for, uh, against the fear. I'd like us to pray for wisdom. I'd like us to pray for boldness and courage to do what God wants us to do wherever we are. I want us to pray for the sick. Now, that isn't just the coronavirus. I mentioned we're surrounded by people who are suffering. Let's pray for those who are suffering. Let's lift them up. Let's ask God for healing. Let's ask God for encouragement. Let's ask God to lead them and direct them. Let's pray for those who are living in fear and anxiousness. There are folks that are behind closed doors right now today across our nation and across our world that are scared and they're anxious and they're not gonna reach outside of that door and we need to pray for them. Maybe through with our devices, if you know who they are, maybe we can reach through the door and bring them peace and bring them encouragement. Let's pray for them. Let's pray for the professionals. We are surrounded by professionals that are just working their tails off. Amen? Talked with a nurse this week, and she works in heart attacks. And she said, we're, we got somebody on this side of the curtain that we're trying to figure out whether to code them or not, so to speak. And we got somebody on this side of the curtain that's got a sniffle, and they're making a big mess, a big fuss. They're making a lot of noise. How do you treat them both the same? Right? That's one nurse, one situation, one example, and we've got that going on potentially all over the United States. You go on the news, they're saying, unless you're really sick, stay home, right? The reason they're saying that is because our, our professional people that are trying to help us are just becoming completely and totally overwhelmed. Let's pray for those folks. It might be the fireman. It might be the EMT. It might be the doctor. might be the nurse. might be... I don't care. Let's pray for those folks because they need us to pray for them right now. Amen? And continue to pray for them.
2: I have um, my sister-in-law. She's actually a, a uh, hospice nurse at Kaiser. And she said because of this, there's, uh, all appointments have been canceled. And
1: everything is by phone now. Got it. Pray for the professionals. Yes. Also- Amen? Amen. yes yeah right let's pray for our professionals yes, yes. um they're doing some amazing things on a national level they're doing some amazing things on the state level they're doing some amazing things when kate brown says we're going to cancel school for four weeks or the governor of of washington says six weeks and and we're all looking around going what okay that second thing, we're we all going to react however we react, but the next thing as godly people we need to do is say, Dear God, help our governor. Do you want to make the decisions they're trying to make? <laughs> Dear God, help our governors and our Congress and our president and our, our task forces and, 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 and. Amen? So let's pray for those people at those levels, whatever that is. Amen? And I want us to pray for the church. Let's pray for the church. You are the church. I am the church. There's never been a time in my life that I know of, maybe Y2K, but there's never been a time in my life that I know of that we could just look people in the eye on any given conversation because it comes up and say, I'm not too worried about this because there's something deeper that I believe in. And just share it. And I don't have to give you the words to say, if you know and trust the Lord Jesus Christ and He's changed your life and He's given you that peace, you can share that with anyone in a time of turmoil and fear. Amen? So I would like us to just take some time and pray, and we're going to sing a song, I Surrender All, and I believe that's a fabulous old hymn that we can just say, God, I give it to you. Wherever I'm at today, I'm giving it to you. And whithersoever I am, I give it to you. If you don't have peace today, if you're just listening to me and you're like, I don't even know what he's talking about, please come talk to me. Please come talk to me. I'd love to pray with you right now, today, right here, and, uh, and trust the Lord Jesus Christ to bring you that peace, to change your life, radically and drastically change your heart, and, and uh, bring you that peace. Amen? So, um, I'd like us to, let's stand together, and um, I'm going to grab this mic, if you're willing to step forward and grab it, I'd appreciate it. This doesn't come over our systems, but it's going into the computer, so that uh, on the podcast when we pray, people that listen to that will hear us pray, but I would like to have somebody who's willing just maybe step up here right now, let's do it quickly and not have a lot of delay, but that would be willing to pray for our medical professional people. Okay, got medical. I'd like someone who's willing to pray against the fear that's around us, this crazy fear that's around us. Somebody just like to say a prayer that God would help us uh, uh, stand up against the fear. Lyle, are you stepping up to do, pray about the fear? Okay. Um, I'd like someone to just pray for the people that are sick, people that are just sick and they're scared of that. Um, I'd like to have somebody, if you're willing, just step up here and just say a prayer for the people that are sick today in our culture. Jacob, and remember those. And I'd like someone to pray for um, our government. Governors, presidents, county people, they're politicians and they're having to make medical decisions and it's hard. And I'd like someone to just say a short prayer for them. Who'd be willing to do that this morning as we close our service? Somebody be bold. Okay, we're just going to, I'm going to say a short prayer, and I'm just going to hand the mic down here, we'll just hand it by, and uh, when we're done with that, we we'll are just like to transition into our song, and then we'll close our service, all right? Let's pray. Dear God, as we come before you today to lift up our community, our church, our nation, our friends, our people, our family, God, we, we give them to you, we give us to you. We learned some things about math today, about all the things that we can trust you in. And I thank you for Psalms 91 and the picture of some birds in a turbulent place, but it's just okay for them. It's home. And we believe you do that for us. So today as we, as we face whatever we're, whithersoever, whatever that is for us, we trust you mm-hmm. and um, we will believe in you. We will follow you and we will share what you've given us with those in our life. Thank you, Father. Amen. Jacob? Lord, I thank
3: you for this day. I thank you so much for uh, the health that we have right now. But I pray for the sick that is going through this virus right now. But I also pray for the people that were sick for other reasons, with cancer, relationships that are unhealthy, um, just relationships with themselves that they feel like there's nothing else worth living for. But I pray for everything, um, for just peace uh, and comfort that Don was talking about today that you told us in the Bible. And I thank you so much for um, just the joy of new life that we see. Um With the sunny day today, but I pray for the rainy days, pray for the snowy days and I thank you so much, Lord. amen.
4: Our heavenly Father I wish upon this day that you will give us all the the peace and serenity and to heal these people and and give us the knowledge to take care of ourselves and And ride through this terrible storm that is in our, and it's taken this nation and the world. And personally, this week, I surrender. This song comes up, I Surrender. This week, I've turned, and I wish all of us in this church to open the closet door and let out and surrender all to God. And he will lead us and help us, and we will and there'll be nothing to, to to find the true glory of getting what God wants for us is the best. He wants the best for all of us. To a general victory means I mean a surrender means losing. To a Christian it means winning. You're winning. You're going to give all God can give you, and I think God will step in on this. And this pandemic will. Everybody will stay home, stay away do all the things that they're supposed to do, especially the senior citizens. But I know God will step in here and help us all and, and all of us to surrender and get all we can from God. God is loving and wants us.
0: God, we thank you so much for the doctors, the nurses, the EMTs, the first responders, Those working in every level and every arena in the healthcare profession, thank you for the knowledge, the expertise, the skill that you've given them, and really their their ability to to apprehend um, wisdom that translates to practical solutions of healing and wholeness. And, And just what an amazing thing, God, that you have enabled them to do. Whether they would recognize you as Lord and Savior or not, they are your hands and feet in administering um, health and healing and wholeness to people. And in a crisis like this where I'm, I'm almost certain most of them, all of them, if they don't yet at this moment even, they probably will soon feel pretty overwhelmed and pretty inept and pretty, oh my goodness, how, how can we fix this? And I just pray for strength. I pray for encouragement. I pray for supernatural power over their lives as they administer um, health to people. I pray for encouragement. I pray as they work long, long hours. Um, I, I have to imagine that, that the demand is such that everybody's on on the clock, so to speak, and I just pray for rest. When they rest, when they go to sleep, I pray that they would be able to really sleep and, and, and find wholeness um, and rest themselves. And um, we just pray God that you would supernaturally orchestrate the coordination between federal, state, local level people in this whole process to, to most efficiently, most effectively provide care for people. And we do pray also pray also God for, for those um, working in, in the professional realm, um, pastorally, um, counseling in, in, the, in the spiritual realm, God that spiritual healing would also break out just as much rampant, if not more, um, in the lives of these people. Uh, Matthew ten twenty eight: fear not um, he who um, can only kill the body, but also him who can kill uh, the body and the soul. And so, Lord God, we just pray this would be a wake-up call to our country, to the West, that is, in a lot of ways, walked away from you, that we would repent of sin, we turn to you. And we um, just pray for for medical professionals and for Um, um, those working in in pastoral and in counseling professions as well, God. Um, May you be glorified. May you um, equip them, empower them, encourage them. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.
2: Holy Father, we lift up our government today, Lord. Your word says that uh, we need to pray for our leaders. And so we lift them up to you, Lord. I'm thankful for a, a president that acknowledges you. And that uh, uh, has asked the U.S. to uh, unite in prayer today. And um, Lord, I'm I'm encouraged that uh, He is uh, lifting up His hands to You and and seeing His need um, to 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 come to the source of the only source that can heal and. Um, just bring wholeness and, and, uh, uh, peace, uh, to the people here, Lord. And, uh, uh, but we do also pray for, you know, the whole world and yeah, you're not limited to, uh, just us here, Lord. And we pay, pray for our governor, uh, Kate Brown, as she makes the decisions for our state here. And, uh, you will give her wisdom and, uh, she would gather the right people around her to help with the, the things that, you know, I have no idea what has to go on in the government, but you have your hand in it, Lord, even now. And we just pray your wisdom on all the senators and governors and um, mayors and whatever, whoever has to be involved in uh, trying to help with all this, Lord. And more than anything, just pray your, your peace. I pray that your, your people Uh, like it says in your word, that are called by your name would glorify you and that the people around uh, would see that we have a God of peace and of hope and uh, the people that don't know you, Lord, would be drawn to you through this, even in the government, Lord. Uh, We just thank you for what you're going to do, in Jesus' name, amen. Amen.
3: Hey, thanks for joining us. Our passion is to know and share God's heart, and we're so glad that we're able to do that with you today. If you'd like to visit us in person, please visit our website at www.columbiaview.org for directions. We'll see you next week.